This podcast is powered by Scenes by Avalon. Hey guys, welcome to my podcast Connecting the Dots by Shashank Udupa. And the main reason why I'm doing this podcast is in life we usually connect the dots backwards and that gives us a lot of insight into how we have grown as an individual and with th- keeping that in mind i have also done the same podcast but by interviewing a lot of prominent figures in the industry with entrepreneurs influencers and talking to them about how they have connected the dots in the past and what they see connecting the dots in the future as well so that is what this podcast is all about so i hope you guys enjoy it and everything in this podcast is only for educational purposes and not a recommendation to buy or sell so i hope you guys enjoy it and have fun hey guys this is me shashank urupa on my podcast connecting the dots and today i have an amazing guest um, and this is a beautiful startup that everyone's talking about in this space right now and that is wind wealth and we have none other than ajinkya kulkarni who actually runs wind wealth uh, on our space so ajinkya i'm really happy to have you on this uh, podcast it's it's really an honor um and it's something very unique that you're trying to solve which we will cover slowly but again thank you for your time yeah thanks thanks sachang uh, for having me it's been a pleasure so you've been actually heading um, mswipe right before we started win 12 you were actually the vice president and head of the merchant lending business at mswipe uh, and you did massive innovation i heard there as well where you enabled the credit access to thousands of merchants uh, who didn't get any credit kind of facilities at that point right and before working at mswipe you were also working with credit vidya uh, again a marketplace business uh, for again which re- respected to interest rate loans and other things like that right so how has this journey that you have started like when did this start and how you were with some other company but then you said you know what i'm this entrepreneurial bug is trying to you know catch me and i'm going to do something on my own and how did you even land up here that is something that i want to know actually i mean that bug was somehow always there so i come from a business back, uh, back uh, business family so uh, being in business is kind of a default rather than being in job yeah. so uh, i kind of considered that as a huge privilege and uh, like been lucky on that front right? Hmm. So I had a, I had one startup earlier uh, called creditperiod.com we sold that to flexi loans right uh, it wasn't a like big big exit hmm. uh, and then i joined creditvidya and when i joined credit to that time at that time only it was clear to me that i'll come back build uh, uh, definitely a big startup right so that ambition was always there and uh, so i i took my time to figure out the idea and the problem to work on right and uh, i was at creative there for some time and then i was uh, heading merchant lending business at mswip and then i started went with i mean when did you realize that okay so i know the, being a founder myself right i understand that before you start something new you need to know whether this is the right thing to do or not anyway you don't know whether it's the right thing to do you yeah. try to do it figure it out agar chala to great but i think the main process of a founder is problem solving at breakneck speeds right and you know always adapt to that so how did you land to this idea of went well like if you can try connecting the dots as to you know this happened that is why that happened and that led to grow fix and went well so actually we are very methodological this time so uh, in my last startup a lot of things went wrong right so mm-hmm. um, so i had been preparing for the startup for 3 years right so two things i was very dead sure on uh, by that time we had lot of learning so i was working at credit with them that time so even many of my friends right who either started up or like they were doing pretty good in different startups so what we got got to know for sure is if we pick the right problem we know how to build solution we have picked up some frameworks by working at you know uh, startups that have done really really great jobs so we were very keen to pick on a right problem so uh, i'm a i'm a big uh, paul graham fan 
So uh, he had this essay called how to, uh, you know, find out ideas for startups. So then what we, we, from that essay and from our discussion amongst friends, what we realized is like the problem has to be very important, very hard problem, very deep problem. Hmm. So we said, unless we figure out 100 problems, Correct. we will not touch, we will not think of a single line of solution for any problem. And we just got down listing those 100 problems. Uh, like to start, 100 seems like it's a small number, but no, it's uh, <laughs> uh, we took about 20, like in first two days we had 20 problems, we're like, cool, I mean, we are, we are through, I mean, this will be done. But then it got super hard, right? And to, yeah. to figure out 100 problems, it took us about three, four months. So, uh, and that enabled us, so, and then what we iterated, we, we, uh, we had, uh, like not iteration, we filtered basically by only three parameters saying, how big is the problem, how desperate is the problem, and how passionate I am about this problem. And we basically filtered out five problems, right? So idea was like, you are never sure, because if you are working on one problem, then you are emotionally very attached to that problem. Yeah. Because you kind of think hey, this is going to be your next big thing. Correct. You kind of wish that it is a big problem, desperate problem for people, right? Yeah. So we started dabbling, uh, you know, Kibo five problems for Kirki. We started talking to people about it. Hmm. Uh, and these like no leading question just so if it is an investment problem we'll start talking about in general personal finance and that that kept happening and in the meantime what had happened when i joined kritidya so i whatever money i was saving yeah. i didn't want to learn investing because i i didn't i was super focused on figuring out next problem next team and everything yeah i didn't want myself to get distracted so whatever money i was earning or saving right i started parking it in my father's business uh, so he I, I mentioned that I come from a business family. It's a small, yeah. we have a small manufacturing business in Nasik, right? My father has a small business. Uh, and so he had a bank line at about 12% at that time. So he said, I'll give you 11%. And for me, that was like a sweet deal. Ki 11 fix it, liquid hai, and ghar paisa kahi jane hmm. And I moved on. And always that trade with them, at him. So there used to be like frequent discussions among colleagues, ki paisa kahan invest karna hai. Correct. Ye stock me karna hai, ye mutual fund bhaag nala re, ye news aya, ye wo. And I used to keep quiet. Yeah. People used to ask me, hey, what do you do with your money? And I used to say, hey, to ke mein park karke rakha hai. like very funny. Right? And yeah. people used to like it, ki, uh, ye 11% hai, yaar. 11% fix hai, koi tension uh-huh. uh, And I used to say, Haan, sahi hai, sahi. And I'm, I used to move on. Like, we used to, yeah. then, at MC, once a colleague said, yaar, mere ko isme paisa dalna hai. And I said, okay, give me. And he immediately transferred money to me through, uh, you know, Mughal Pay at that time, or some mm-hmm. 20,000 only. Yeah. And that got me thinking, hey, why is this happening? I mean, it, because till that point, I was like, 10, 11% was not a great return in my mind. Correct. Correct. Like, uh, and then I started, to, like, that got me into first time. Actually, before that, I hadn't invested a penny in either mutual fund or stocks myself. Wow. Right. And uh, so, what was your approximate age at this point? The only reason I'm asking because, like, I'm trying to understand that journey, right? That if you're not investing in, in instruments, but you're investing in your dad's business. Yeah, I was about 28 by that time, right? Okay. So, Perfect. So, uh, so I got interviewed and then I started looking out like why are people so interested in this 10 million percent? And that's when I figured out that equity mutual funds, large cap, which is long term, 10, 11, 12% percent return. Dete. Plus there is this huge volatility. Correct. Uh, Post 2015, people started pushing money in, uh, in mutual funds very aggressively. Um, mm-hmm. Run like because of this campaign, mutual funds IA was what so aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. And post 2018, and when they invested, they expect, invested with a return expectation of 14, 15 percent. Yeah. And post 2018, it started becoming clear to most of them saying that either it's not million. 
Mm-hmm. And there is still volatility. There is still risk, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many mutual funds. So it is it is very complex. So therefore, people and Indians have this huge, huge uh, obsession uh, with fixed income, right? Yeah. Generational obsession with fixed income. So yeah. uh, people hate volatility. Mutual funds are not giving great returns. I agree. Yeah. And therefore, like we we could sense that there is something that can give better return than FD, but mm-hmm. it's not actually as risky as equities. Correct. And so that that's how we came across this problem very organically. I mean, uh, saying key, and then we started doubling down, just figuring out whether people will be interested in that. Wow. No, this is something very interesting you mentioned. I'll tell you why because um, so I look at it from a very long horizon kind of a time, right? Hmm. Uh, if it was my father's generation at that point, the, if they had money, excess money, so there was there was no stock market, which was a very big in 1990s, 80s. Me stock market itna bada nahi tha. With all the scams, unregulated, it was very risky, right? So for them, the major source of income was, uh, you know, what is that? FD number one. Thoda aur paisa hai to gold me dalo, aur aur thoda paisa hai to real estate me dalo. Yes. These were their three income asset, you know, classes that they were investing in. Slowly, when we come towards the stock market era after 2000, lot of people realized that okay, you know what? There are more income sources. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, mutual fund actually. At that point, equity was bigger than mutual fund, and then they started that SIP um, push yeah. where it was beneficial for both. I would not say it's only beneficial to one party. SIP push was that investment class became very famous, and then we saw whole that whole shift of okay from gold being a fixed income to real estate to FD. Now people said seven percent ne chie, maybe ten eleven percent chie. Um, then large cap, obviously, we saw all these weird things in the market where if you had invested ten thousand in Infosys, tabi abhi itna. Tab wo sab chhod do, wo sab alag hai. But then people realize that large cap index ko agar track kiya, to bhi acha hai. Index fund bhi track kiya, to bhi acha hai. And now we are in that era where people are like seven percent does not, I mean, won't even beat our inflation rate to be honest, right? Even if it's at five percent, फिर भी मजा नहीं आता उसमें because you still have to pay tax on whatever you want on that FD, right? Um, Now we're seeing people move to that 11, 12%. Now my question here is, I'm just trying to connect everything. That was a previous generation. Do you think our current generation? Okay, now I won't. I won't take current thesis as a problem because now everyone, lot of fresh people have come into the stock market, so they're very money hungry, right? Kal double hona chahiye paisa. 25 din mein double ya 21 din mein double hona chahiye. But in the future, like this generation, the Gen Z or the Gen Y, do you think after seeing one beautiful cycle of the market where they see up and down? Do you think they'll come towards the thing that okay, if I have 11, 12% be a fixed, um, you know, without with a lot of stability, right? Would that be a very attractive thing for the next gen? Because I'm looking at five years into the future. So how do you think that would play out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody has this like more or less similar journey for stock market, right? You, hmm. you hear from a friend that returns are higher. There is a chance for making higher money, so you open, you take some bets. Initially, you might get lucky or you make losses. You, you double down, uh, and then when the cycle is complete, you basically learn that this year is also great. Yeah. So in fact, our audience today at Twentieth, it's all these folks who have been in, who have seen that cycle. Generally, uh, investment experience of four five years. Yeah. Uh, so we we keep saying this like our job is not to convince people that ten percent is great. Yeah. Our job is to create great products for people who think ten percent is great. Correct. Right. So, uh, and and I've seen I've spoken with young folks also, right? Uh, it is very hard to explain. So because they haven't gone through that emotional journey, right? If you draw out what happens, then how does it happen? Yeah. So, but yeah, obviously, I mean, cycle 
चार साल का हो सकता है छह साल का हो सकता है तीन साल का हो सकता है बट इवेंचुअली एवरीबडी कम्स टू दैट की यू स्टार्ट अप्रिशिएटिंग lot of people are doing a lot of mistakes which are good um because they're seeing a very new cycle and i think thanks to covid for this right because agar covid nahi hota so a lot of people sitting at home would have never opened a demat account never got interested in the stock market uh would have never listened to that one friend who comes and tells them are ye stock bahut acha hai khareed le kal double ho jayega and then they all lose the money after once or twice being lucky and then they'll finally realize that in a year if i get 12% or 13% i should consider myself very lucky not great i should consider myself yeah, lucky and i when i when i try to educate people as well right when i tell them you invest 10000 in a year if you get 10% which is 1000 rupees that's good consider yourself lucky because 15 saal agar wohi compound karte gaya to then you make massive wealth absolutely but they're like i keep my money for 365 days and i get 1000 rupees in return so i'm like don't look at 1000 rupees look at the percentage because that is what your game is on like entire game is actually on percentage and if someone can consistent like as you said right it is a fixed income of 10 11% and that compounds even if someone just takes a simple calculator and compounds 11 10% fixed for the next 20 25 years i don't know how you cannot make money right absolutely now i want to understand more about your product right so can you give me a quick introduction of what is win wealth and what is this fixed income scheme and how that structure works there are already many assets that are available correct uh, for you know ultra hnis or institutional investors we want to democratize those asset classes so the first dem- asset we have picked up is a structured debt asset class it is uh, the instrument is called covered bond right mm-hmm. so where we the nbfc issues are covered bond uh, and this covered bond has two layer of guarantees first is nbfc is guaranteeing the return and if something were to happen to the nbfc then there is a dedicated pool of loan that is kept aside uh, from and that repayment from that pool can be used to repay the investors and that in uh, like at winwell the only deed and secured uh, secured collateral back loan pool of loan so that pool will be either gold loan pool or vehicle loan pool or uh, or or property back pool so uh, i mean the instrument is pretty big already such like these these kind of dealings happen on b2b and large scale in india already we are just democratizing that in my understanding um debt funds or you know bigger debt instruments before predominantly in the past were only for big people it was either for corporates uh, actually corporates used to issue the bonds and hnis and ultra hnis used to get this because they are parking hundreds and hundreds of crores so they don't they don't like volatility number one and they want a fixed income source to run their business that was what was happening before but this option was never available to a common investor right if i want to invest 10000 or 15000 and get 10 15% return that was not there was no such instrument in that space the only safe instrument was fd which was 5 6% again depending on how the government changes it or rbi changes so now we come to that part now you mentioned that you know um, the bonds that are there are covered bonds they are covered by a collateral and you are banking on that collateral to uh, give the this kind of returns now when when i spoke to a lot of people they told me that you know there have been collateral based bonds in the past right and they always link it to mbs for some reason the mortgage backed securities that happened in us because that was also on a collateral of the mortgage um so can you explain how that is slightly different for the audience as well actually instrument is pretty similar the main difference in us and indian market is having skill in the game Correct. so what had happened like and nothing is wrong with any instrument equity is also instrument debt is also fd is also an instrument right? in in a like it is how it is basically a standard contract right? yeah uh, problem is never with the uh, with the instrument as such the it is always 
skin in the game and incentives problem in general in finance. Mm. So what had happened in US, the banks were making those loans and they were, you know, pool, like making a pool of those loans and selling it to someone else. Nothing wrong till this point. The problem is that if those loans go bad, bank don't have any downside. Imagine this, you are basically, uh, you know, uh, making out loans. If the loan goes good or bad, doesn't matter to you. Your only money is going to come from writing more loans. So the downside was on the consumer and not the bank. Yeah, consumer or anyone who is buying that. And ultimately that was not consumers, but pension funds or like... Uh, bigger bigger guys. Uh, yeah. But essentially where the retail money was, right? Uh, yeah. And many of them have taken insurance, cross insurance. So it was all with AIG. Yeah. So, but the biggest thing is that who is, someone who is underwriting that loan doesn't have a skin in the game. Hmm. So then you are saying, hey, you can write any shit loan that you want. So yes. Make money. And okay, and if something goes wrong, that investor won't invest, you will find a bunch of other investors. In India, fortunately, like the system is like that, you cannot have that kind of thing. In covered bonds, we have dual recourse. We have 100% recourse on the NUC. Hmm. Even if you go plain vanilla securitization, hmm. uh, the, the first 10, 15, 20% losses are have to be borne by the by the, the NBFC which is issuing, which is the bank which is issuing. Okay. And 10, 15, even 20 is more than enough for, in fact, at least in secured loan space, right? Mm-hmm. Once they have that skin in the game, right? The covered bonds we do, even if whatever happens to the portfolio, the NPFC is always liable to liable to pay us. They have full skin in the game, right? And that's how the major difference is. So tomorrow, if something happens to that collateral, the NBFC is held accountable and they have, it's on the onus of the NBFC to actually recover whatever they can and... Uh, yes, they can't recover. They are supposed to pay the investors as long as they are not going bankrupt. Yeah, they are supposed to pay to the investor. And is there someone who enforces this in in India in the government body? Is there like a particular agency that enforces that if something like this happens, they catch hold of that NBFC and says they do vapas? Huh, obviously it is like they've issued a bond, right? So they're liable to pay. So if as long as there is some equity on the table, the bond is always secure, right? Yes. So if they go bankrupt, obviously, I mean there's no recourse. Like even if there is a recourse, you can't really do much because they are they are out of money. Correct. Wow. But in that case, we have this bond. But whenever we are making that deal, NBFC knows that they have skin in the game. So if they have to survive, this portfolio has to survive. So let me ask you this, right? What do you think is your target audience, uh, age age-wise, right? Demographic-wise, because if you look at the younger audience, not very uh, uh, 10-11% for them is, they've not seen the cycle yet. Uh, but if you ask anyone who's in their 28 to 32s or in their second job or in their first big job, boss, very nice, 10-11%, beautiful, compounding, right? So what do you think is, how do you go down that pyramid and tell other guys that, boss, this is also good. If you want to play your bets, do that, but please understand oh. this. Are you educating them from that angle as well? Yeah, absolutely. So our target group is people uh, who have been spending four or five years in investing generally. Hmm. There are some small minority which are even younger. Yeah, uh, they they don't like volatility of the equity market, so they haven't actually gone deep into equity market or mutual. Right. They they like our product, right? but uh, generally, like people who like ten percent are have, who have seen the cycle very simply. Hmm. Hmm. Second, we also, uh, like, even if we want to uh, democratize it to the maximum possible extent, yeah. we also recommend people who have who are in 30% tax bracket to invest in these kind of bonds. Why so? Uh, I'll tell you the reason. So, uh, the thing is that we we ask generally only 5 to 10% should be in these kind of instruments of hmm. your portfolio, right? Let's say conservatively you put 5%. Hmm. 
if you are not able to put like and you are actually going to make about net net you are going to make 2 2% extra return right hmm. uh, 2 3 probably or in next year markets probably 4 but generally on an average 2 3% right hmm. if you are only investing couple of lakhs right so you will only make 4 5 uh, lakhs 4 uh, 5000 a year right correct and that effort to keep investing in this and creating enough diversification because you need lot of diversification in this asset also right correct um, because how we are if we are structured you have to invest in every bond individually right so we ask people at least invest in 10 bonds so right so that is one reason that we ask people ki uh, generally like you have to have a asset allocation that is you, if you are a new investor your first penny should not be going to covered bonds it should first go to term and health insurance then to emergency funds right yeah. and then uh, some uh, index funds probably and then then if you have more money then you should put it in covered bonds right so unless people have that kind of salary or they are making that much money right uh, these kind of instruments may not be ideal for them i mean we don't we, we are not stopping them from investing but like I, if i i if i were making let's say 7 8 lakhs i don't think this would would have been a right instrument for me hmm hmm right so and thing is that if you are investing in such assets you at least have to be and we are bringing in more and more asset classes at such mm-hmm. not just covered bonds some asset class that will give you probably uh, net net 13 14% return less volatile rate etc mm-hmm. aim i mean obviously uh, for that you have to put at least 5 10 lakhs over the long term correct right and that cannot be let's say 50% of your portfolio it can be maximum 20% of your portfolio mm-hmm. right if 15 right so for that so unless you are making that much money in the base yeah you cannot make this much allocation and you cannot create enough diversification and then this becomes this doesn't become ideal hmm. so if if market is tight you will not get enough you could lot of things will happen so how how we imagine this this instruments are currently uh, ideally focused for uh, 30% tax bracket i mean not the hni but what uh, in wealth terms it's called mass affluent segment right yeah uh, obviously as they get more and more democratized five year 10 year down the line i think there will be enough deep market so that everybody can enter right even people with small amount of money hmm. uh, but today it is lot of constraints out there you cannot like completely open it uh, because of lot of issues education yeah. depth of market uh, ecosystem stage etc so that's something very interesting you mentioned also in the middle right that if i have some amount to save um, i'm going to put in different things like for example as you mentioned emergency fund index fund so let me ask you this right if you had to give an allocation say assume uh, an individual has 1 lakh to save how would you break it down if i gave you know you had 1 lakh in your pocket to save right now assuming this is your first saving how would you break it down with respect to a very balanced secure um, investment for long term not for short term Hmm. Actually, I mean that advice actually varies a lot from lot of no, people. That's fine. I just want your opinion. Yeah, but basically, if you have to have like good term insurance, good health insurance, correct. Probably six to twelve months of like uh, your gross salary as an emergency, either in FD, liquid, wherever you think is uh, you have a pretty comfortable or uh, savings account also in some case. Right. Unless that is done, like uh, it doesn't make sense to get into anything else. Understood. if that is done and that is taking then whatever money you have you should be putting then upon risk appetite like generally index fund if it is equity hmm. it may uh, depending on your tenure right like, hmm. what is your goal how much what, how, how long you going you want to stay invested right yeah. depending on lot of those factors uh, so there is no cookie cutter answer here hmm. uh, and like and obviously i have seen some people very wisely actually investing in equities 
so I often wondered about this saying, even if like most of the investors and there is proven data, statistics, everything out there, most of the retail investors are not able to beat the benchmark. Correct. Still, why are people interested in it? It just yeah. gives a click, right? So yeah. some people still do that very, very wisely, choosing ten, only 10 stocks, taking small bet initially, understanding the stock, and after two, three years, they start making those aggressive bets. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you have that inclination to go into equities, pick small number of stocks, mm. study them well, start betting small, figure out one cycle, and then go aggressively. Right? That is actually, that's actually very interesting because I know so many people right now are 100% on equity. Quite literally. And they don't buy, um, I mean, I know young guys at the age of 25 who have a life insurance, not a health insurance, and they're 100% on equity. And I keep telling them, boss, thoda balance karo. And they're like, cool, we'll balance it with a different asset class and we'll invest in crypto. And I'm like, that is not a very balanced <laughs> investment. <laughs> if you tell them gold pay invest karo, are gold over, it's very like a very slow asset. And I'm like, dude, because you're seeing, so I'm, I keep telling this to a lot of people and tell me if you agree to this, right? When all these new investors came into the market in 2020 after uh, COVID and this bull run after that drop in March 24th, this small bull run that happened because of excess liquidity in the market, all the new investors who have entered right now after 2020 think this is how the stock market is. Yes. Yes, everyone thinks that, boss, what is 10% return? My friend has 30, 40, 50% made. And everyone thinks this is the market. Ah, shit, I should have gotten in earlier. If I knew this, I would have made a lot of money. They don't know how the markets were before, right? Where 10, 12% year. So it was considered very good, right? 20% was considered God at that time. If you get 20% means amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you see this mindset changing, right? When do you see this mindset? And is it a good mindset to have? Because a lot of people think this is the market. Most of these people, unless they pay the price, ultimately any euphoria, either uh, like any extreme, either bull market or bear market, eventually, you know, averages out. Correct. So, uh, and when they will see it, they will learn. Uh, these are kind of emotional experiences that you have to have. Hmm. Uh, because yeah, I had an interesting conversation with someone. And like, yeah, are you prepared to 20% drawdown in the market? Yeah. And, uh, that guy told me, I'm going to 10 so it doesn't matter to me. Correct. Like in theory, that is a very acceptable, you know. Correct. But you see, when that drop happens, how you are going to react emotionally is you are not prepared for it. Yeah. You don't need that money. Actually, you are not taking it out. But that, you know, that heartbeat that skips, 20 or 20 to Yeah. Right? And that's what people are not prepared. And unfortunately, I mean, these are like, it is like being in love, right? If you're not in love, it is very hard to yeah, have that empathy and emotional experience. So uh, these are one of the one of kind of emotional experience when people have it, they realize it. Yeah, yeah this is funny because I've I mean I've seen a lot of people who say that I am and I'm like that is not possible because I know you will open your phone and now because it's on the phone it's easier right? Yeah. It was all net banking. there was physical shares, right? Now now because it's on the phone I just need one click to open one of the websites and see what the share price or what my net worth is. And you get happy when it goes up. It's all in the money. It's all in the air. It's not physical right now. Um, but then they say, I won't see which is not possible at all. Um, then, in fact, you should also look at it in the every three year, every one year or every quarter. You should look at it because if a company that you've invested has fundamentally changed and you open your account after 10 years and that share price is gone. Yeah. 
so that's that's not possible right so as you mentioned that entire emotional cycle which is the worst right which is one person has to go through that journey yeah you can't read you can't study that nothing because how do i explain to a person who says yaar matlab ye 10% saal ka hai crypto mein to din mein ho jata hai like how can i possibly explain him uh, like uh, goodness about this product i mean i don't understand and the worst part i've heard people coming when i tell this to people as well right ki crypto utna hi niche jata hai jitna upar jata hai so be very careful and then i get these dialogues saying risk hai to ishq hai and i'm like bro that's that's not what the crux of that uh, entire series was right it's a different thing that you should understand how it works uh, but then people i i don't know why they get swayed to think that they can also reach so everyone wants to become a millionaire great uh, everyone wants to become ultra rich good good ambition to have but everyone wants to have it tomorrow which is not the way it works right um, and i keep telling just you've done maths in the past just open one simple compound calculator it shows you how much you can make but at the age of 60 or at the age of 55 i find it amusing okay i mean we are we are telling all these stories and saying i have done the same mistakes when i like so <laughs> i think one of my friend used to invest yeah. uh, in stocks and i asked him kitna banega he said 15 18 to aaram se ban jayega and i put a calculation in excel ki ke ye do teen saal mein yahan wa hoga ye mera target hai and i was like so happy are itna ban jayega Well, the thing is because we have done that and we have lost it is now we know Ochasan it's not a rosy story right that keeps right. going up another thing is a lot of people it's very difficult to find good ones right i'm i'm not talking about stocks in particular but any instrument right it's very difficult to understand and i always tell this to people that research karke hi invest karo because at the end of the day it's as you said that it's love it's your hard earned money that you are working hard um, that you're putting somewhere and would i put my hard earned money because someone else told me are isme dal de chal without thinking right or will you do your own research in backup and that's something that's lacking in today's industry because people listen to other people and invest and when it goes down that person's not there anymore right he's not going to come and cover your loss he's not an insurance guy to cover yeah, yeah. uska asset allocation kya hai uska uh, saving kitna hai you have no idea this risk appetite you uska risk appetite kya hai uska kya exactly. family background hai does he have to support his parents or yeah. like Right. We 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 don't know all those, all those things, right? Yeah. India has always been obsessed with passive income, right? Throughout the past, which is a great thing because other countries are not so obsessed on passive income. They're more obsessed on the active income. But I keep telling people that passive income will always grow, but focus on your active income first, right? Because I've seen a lot of people who work in a job, uh, say if they might get one lakh, but they're more focused and their more time and effort goes into how to make that extra ten fifteen percent return in a year, whereas. there are so many ways you can just automate that 10 15% focus on your main job where you can get a increment of or get a promotion which increases your thing downwards again right um but again i think lot of people yeah. want that so i keep i have i have made a phrase out of it only you can beat the index yeah by your like in your career it is very like if index is going 10 million percent return hmm. if you actually do like like you are one of the best performers it's easy to make that much like increment over year and year uh, about 12 13% right yeah so i think what they should do this it is pretty easy i want you to make their themselves an index fund right like just to make them understand benchmark it from 100 and start right put nifty at a benchmark of 100 put yourself and see how you're growing in your career with your salary that would make you understand oh shit i'm a better return than the return i'm getting let me drive away from the main core businessy part and let's try to get to understand more of you as an entrepreneur right now 
I love the fact that you said that when we started this, we did a very methodical approach. We did a logical approach. We jotted down everything. And I keep telling this that in today's world, execution is more important than the idea. Because a lot of people have ideas, but you need a good, you need that execution capabilities to make it done, right? So if you had to tell this to a, like a person who wants to do something in the, in the future, right? Who wants to, he's in his job right now, saving that same kind of money so that he can actually save that and start his own company in the future. Right. What would your maybe say two tips that you might have done, which are good or bad, doesn't matter. But there are two things you'll tell this person. What has happened is like uh, today we have glamorified this word called startup. Right? Uh, it's a business. Yeah. No. So there is a difference between startup and businesses. right? Uh-huh. And like first advice is figure out whether you want to do a startup or a business because these and uh, like I'm like obviously boundaries are thinner, but uh, in how I define it, business is something that is usual. You are just, uh, you know, uh, you are just doing it better. Hmm. Startups are essentially you are trying to change a world view in a, some sense, thing, hmm. and uh, that that all potential uh, upside monetary is, is just a side side uh, is a byproduct, right? Yeah. So you feel certain things are like at a, when we are democratizing market, our our logic is pretty simple. Hmm. Like we, we believe that uh, just because retail investors have less money, that doesn't make them dumber. Correct. They can be wiser with money as 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 wise as probably or more wise than an HNI probably is, right? Hmm. And that's what we believe in. That and this is all manifestation of that belief. Hmm. Business is very simple. This is a problem. I'm making the solution. I'm making money, making hmm. money, and nothing is bad. So probability of success in startup it's so so low. And you have to take a lot of risky bets along the way, right? Yeah. And to get funded, ETC, ETC, right? One key indicator of that is, will you be fine if you run it for five years and it ends up shutting down? Are you ready to fight for that? It should be beyond money, obviously, right? Yeah. So one is whether you want to do a startup or not is uh, is very important. Hmm. Know that yourself. And general advice is don't do startup. Yeah. Like the Y Combinator has this famous, like you should do a startup when you cannot not do it. Yeah, it is almost as if out of compulsion you are doing it, not to achieve anything, but it's just so interesting that you are consumed by it. And second is cover the risk. This I've read somewhere, but I try to follow it as key. Great entrepreneurs are not uh, great risk takers; they are great risk mitigators. These risks, how can you mitigate, uh, is very important. So I didn't compromise a lot on my lifestyle as such because mm-hmm. I was starting up. And mm-hmm. even if things go south, I have I have some savings part. Uh, to make sure that uh, you know it doesn't add any psychological pressure because often we hear these heroic stories right they max out their credit cards uh, that guy ran out of money he 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 lived in friends uh, apartment and some cracked something some magical thing happened uh, that magic happens very rarely right uh, and you cannot count on that magic to happen so uh, like mitigate the risks well uh, I've, I've i've seen it uh, very, very, like very strongly. Also, in a couple of cases where people didn't plan well and that didn't end well. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree to the second point, right? Because I've seen a lot of people who get this bug that you know this bug bites them and they're like startup karna. Yes, uh, but then you might not be financially ready for that as well. And when that bug bites you and you said, you know what, I want to do this, but you're financially not leveraged enough, right? Maybe you have a family to take care of. Maybe you have yourself to take care of. And it's not like you start a startup, you immediately make money and your salary is sorted. Hey, risk time left there to get that perfect balance and stuff like that, right? Even it is all probabilistic bet at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? You're fighting massive that, 
mass awards and i've seen a lot of people do that right and i, I i've seen some people and i've told them why don't you just start after 2 3 years thoda ek base bana le make a business plan uh, understand how much capital is required on the worst case scenario like worst case will i sustain for 12 months theek hai then you can take one bet right for 12 months uh but then they're like no if i don't do it now then i will never get an opportunity to do this again and a lot of people think that that there's only one shot to this right uh, and i keep telling them that problems are always there in 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 life everyone's facing every time the world changes there's a new problem that's created as well and there's new companies coming and solving a new problem so ruko aaram se wait karo and i've seen you know examples like my own dad started his own company at 49 at that point he started, he worked for 49 whatever till till he was 49 and then started his own company at that point so when i saw that i'm like okay it's not like abhi karna hai kal karna hai parso karna hai there's a nice way to do it and you do it with a strategic approach uh, and as you mentioned right, there are risk mitigators not risk takers which a lot of people push it across as you know startup guys are risk takers but you should always have your cushion behind to fall back on right if you don't have that then you are playing a very risky game <laughs> all in game uh, no उट ऑफ सक्सेस एग्जांपल क्या वो स्टोरी बहुत अच्छी बनती है इसने ये रिस्क लिया और हो गया सो दैट इज अच्छा मूवी अच्छा बन जाता है बट वो वन वन इन यू नो 100 का सिचुएशन है इट्स नॉट लाइक एवरीवन कैन डू दैट बट एवरीवन फील्स दे कैन डू दैट बट वो वन इन 100 भी यू नो इफ यू हैव अ बेसिक लेवरेज बैकिंग यू कैन स्टिल बी वन ऑफ दोस वन इज टू 100 बिकॉज़ अमाउंट यू विल मेक इज मच मोर कंपेयर्ड टू दैट लेवरेज दैट यू हैड नहीं I am trying to connect the dots into the future, right? So, if you had to connect the dots into the future with what is happening with India today and what might happen with the current youth, the the pre-existing people versus what will happen in the next maybe like say five years or ten years, where do you see our entire journey, right? With respect to maybe Win Twelfth or maybe the entire country as a whole, but what do you see the next shift in mindset after what you've seen in the last two years? Where do you, how can you connect the dots in the future? Because maybe next, you know, the world has changed so much that. this might be the new normal tomorrow so what do you think from that angle very hard to define right but i try to look at is ki what are going to be the inflection points what are kind of the events that would could change what we do fundamentally in general one thing is the uh, ubiquitousness of you know electric vehicles once they get out uh, an automated vehicles right they get out things are going to change drastically correct wow. so that is one and when that happens then the world like how will it pan out is very hard to you know yeah. when imagine uh, i mean uh, you could define it in, in in their own way yeah second how uh, how this work from home which has started how how sustainable is that uh, and mm-hmm. how sus- how how does it sustain in general uh, with companies right yeah that keep sustaining it will also fundamentally change lot of things lot of people will move out to tier 2 tier 3 cities and that will evolve into a new indian uh, like you know next uh, paradigm so wo kaise hoga wo nahi pata but these are two three i think uh, you know inflection points events hmm. if they pan out uh, kis direction mein aayenge it's all probability we don't know yeah but what do you prefer do you prefer work from home or do you prefer work from office i i personally prefer work from office like i don't like at all prefer work from home but like i know a lot of and it's also dependent on what kind of uh, you exactly. know profile you are in Exactly. No, because I'll tell you what. When COVID happened, everyone was like, "Work from home has improved our this, improved our that drastically." And then I think after six months, the same people are like, "No, I think office is slightly better." Because mm-hmm. oh, garpe, if you work home from home, right after a point, you're just it's it's a whole different dynamics you're playing with because it's your home and suddenly it's an office. Um, then everyone said, "You know what? I think work from office, maybe not five days, but maybe at least three four days. Who jana hi chahiye? You need that change of environment to go sit in a place where you can do something like this." 
so that was something that I, yeah same here man i mean i preferred office because that vibe is different i can't sit in my shorts at home and assume they do the same thing uh, throughout but that's mad awesome yeah but again uh, yeah i think i'll end the session here um, again it was massive knowledge ajinkya like insane amount of knowledge that so i i try to give as much as possible outside and i try to get great minds to do the same and i think you have definitely for sure done that um, more on the mindset of how everything is going on right now what's happening in the market what's happening in the industry um, and i think we connected a lot of dots with the past and with little bit into the future so that is something great uh again thank you ajinkya for this uh i hope you enjoyed this as well i hope there was some <laughs> some learnings for that as well so no no my my pleasure thanks thanks for having me here nice i had a nice conversation